This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, see, senor. Brand new week. Here we are, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager. Never mind the Game of Thrones. It was the Game of 18 Holes. Tiger Woods, our general manager. Oh, he's back. Some Perkins waitress really got it last night. Oh, oh boy, that's... That is unkind and inappropriate, sir. Your master's champion, Tiger Woods. Holy cow. God, Tiger. I have a great deal to say on this. Some of it interesting. Stay with us. You got a full hour's coverage of that? At, at least. Mm-hmm. That's just volume one of like, Tiger Woods' verbal biography. Then we have a 30-minute featurette on his one-hour cover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little behind-the-scenes action. <laughs> what it took to put it all together. Right. Right. My new quickie book will be out uh, Tuesday, Tiger Woods' Lion of Golf. Okay. That's the working title. <laughs> and Sean will do a full 45 minutes on GOT, <laughs> in which half the main characters died in episode one. So there you go. Oh, boy. Man, I got a funny Game of Thrones story for Sean. <laughs> uh, a little bit later on, perhaps. And it's tax day. <clears throat> yes. The nation's day in which they, at the uh, the point of a, uh, not a gun, but a prison sentence or a fine. Well, and if you try to escape that, they'll point a gun at you for sure. They make you turn in your taxes, having made it so complicated that you uh, quite possibly get it wrong or have to hire somebody to do it for you. Which is just crazy. And they need all that money, and they'll still come up way short of how much we spend every year. Well, they need those trillions of dollars to hand out to cronies and waste on inefficient bureaucracies, Jack. Let's keep that in mind as well. My dollar, my tax dollar, will uh, get my tax dollar and spend like whatever it is, a dollar and a half. Because that's what they do. Exactly. So that they'll need even more for the rest of my life. Anyway, more on that later. We've got some good tax statistics for you on this uh, tax day. Ah, boy. I wish I hadn't thought about taxes. Yeah, I wish you hadn't brought it up. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine what you're thinking. But The amount of money I've, I've sent to the federal government in the last, uh, well, in the last year, as we all understand how taxes really work, but yes. in the last couple of weeks, is just astounding. Just astounding. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm feeling poor. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sick? Is that because you still have a fan in your studio? Well, yeah. But I meant poor as in the government has all my money this morning. That's how I'm feeling. But I pay in pennies, nickels. I I try and make it as difficult for them to collect my money as possible, you know? I'm all for that. Send so. it in at the last second. Send it all in pennies. I don't but know why. I've what? never been one of those people <laughs> It'll that... It'll cost a lot in postage. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never turned it in at midnight, though. Found that post office that's open at midnight. Oh, I've never I've done, done that. I've done that a bunch of times. It's actually pretty exciting and fun if you have the lifestyle that allows for it. It's, it's quite the party. You wouldn't believe, if you've never done it, you wouldn't believe how many people are at the post office at midnight. Mm. It's just packed. Every one of them. I've been to them all in various places around the country, different sorts of neighborhoods. Is it still that way, do you suppose, with the e-filing? I don't know. It could be yet another charming 
vestige of America's uh, traditions gone uh, by the wayside. Good I point. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, never underestimate the power of procrastination. I think there's probably still people. It's a force like uh, unlike any other. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. right. Yeah, it's like the tide. There's no resisting it. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up in the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, yes, I'm Sean Thomas of the House Positive, first of his name, <laughs> player of games, procrastinator of things, ever young, uniter of memes. That's uh, that's all I got. But, uh, that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty yeah. strong. Though. Episode one, final season yesterday, uh, kicked off, loved it, watched it in the perfect way possible, alone in my apartment. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I'll be doing my 60-second uh, recap where uh, I get exactly 60 seconds, and it's a hard out, as we say in the business, yeah. to, to get all the, the Game of Thrones goodness in there. We'll have that later for you. <laughs> that, that, that is a feature in years past that I would mock and or interfere with. Now I'm going to have to take out my earbuds and go, la, 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 to myself, now that I'm so into it, but we're not caught up. So uh, I really like that description of your title, though. You'll have to do that again later. That's really good. Okay, that's <laughs> very of memes. Yes, um, uniter of memes. <laughs> yes. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Oh, I'm doing great. Had a business meeting at one of our fine Native American gaming establishments <laughs> over the weekend, and after it was over, after the meeting was over, I was walking toward the garage to leave, and I stopped at a slot machine that was calling to me, Marshall. I- I popped in a 10, and on the third poll, I won hundreds. Wow. There you go. Wow. A slot. You hear that, kids? Gambling is a good idea. And if you do it at a business meeting, it's a (laughs) write-off. Then, Sunday, a man called Tiger came through, adding to my investment returns. So, guys, I am really bringing home the Is this one of your uh, best for everyone? Is this one of your best gambling weekends ever? Oh yes, sounds like one of your highlights of your life. Oh yes, of your betting life. Oh yes. No, no, no. I had a, had a business meeting, and again, I, I'm so uh, so glad I did that. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. Are you retiring today, Marshall? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday. We know what day it is. April 15th, tax day. The year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show now, officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Taxes! Beautiful, lovely taxes! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the federal government. Yeah, live microphones in the federal government today as they are... Come on, there's there's more. Oh, there's more. I'm being told there's more. Double the taxes. Triple the taxes. Squeeze every last drop out of those insolent musical peasants. There we go. Let's Thanks present. for taking my money. That's what I said. Amen to that. That's what I said is I put my check in the mail right there. You tell her. What are 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 the headlines, Marshall Phillips? What is prompting President Trump's increased concerns about our southern border? Mexico's southern border. Details on that coming up. Mayor Mayor Pete is running for president. I'd heard that. And possibly one of the greatest comebacks in sport. All on the way. I, I gotta like the way how politicians have now figured out a way to announce they're running at least three times per campaign. Um, I have a feeling that will vault the shark. Yeah, I would at hope. some point, but for now, yeah, it's um, the, the way they do it. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have the weekly shower thoughts, which are strong this week, among other things. Fantastic. You can email us now if you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Tax stats. That whole uh, that whole game that Trump's playing with sending the. Uh, 
<laughs> Sending illegals to uh, sanctuary cities yeah. is very exciting. It's no game, Jack. It's no game. Mm. Serious business. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I just saw a little video of Mayor Pete's official I'm running for president speech, which uh, is getting uh, rave reviews from people who follow politics. And um, he brought up his spouse, which is a common thing when you run for president, right? But this is the first time we've ever seen a same-sex spouse come up on stage for a major candidate. And um, a guy who's third in the polls currently. And uh, they hugged. Did they kiss? They cut away right at CNN. There you go. A little smooth. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's that's a big thing for uh, America too. Major presidential candidate kissing his same-sex spouse on stage at the big announcement. Well, this is, I think, an excellent opportunity for you uh, for you and I to once again establish our our credentials as fair-minded and decent people. We don't give a damn about Pete's spouse either. The whole spouse, no. first lady, the congressman's wife thing. I don't give a damn. No. I don't care if she's hot. I don't want to see his cute little kids. I get it politically why they do it, but I don't care. No. What policies are you going to a spouse vote for? Can you be counted on that sort of thing? Not I got a pretty wife or a handsome husband or whatever. I just don't care. Mm. Mailbag. Unthinkable, though, just a few years ago. Mm. Unthinkable. Indeed. Let's begin the process with our weekly shower talks as compiled in Rich and, uh, by, by Rich in Salt Lake City. Sorry, I'm distracted. I have quite the uh, cold. It's actually uh, it's in that period where uh, I, I sound the worst and my output, I'm my cough and sneezing are as productive as the American worker. I mean, just amazingly productive. <laughs> Drown a cold, suffocate a flu. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, <clears throat> struggling through my own mucus. Ew. Which is uh, the... the Title of the fifth volume of my six-volume autobiography. <laughs> Side note, your Bernie impression has never been better. <laughs> I can't wait to unleash it. So a couple of shower thoughts then. It's funny how as you progress through college, they require you to write longer and longer papers. Then you get to the professional world and no one will read an email that's more than five sentences. <laughs> no doubt. That is so true. So much of academia is designed for academia. Really, the most, well, that's why I didn't get an advanced degree, because everybody kept telling me, well, then you teach. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. So academia is designed to churn out academics. I wouldn't mind teaching, (laughs) uh, but uh, I don't want to write papers. Right. I have no interest in writing papers. And nobody reads those papers. That whole thing is just a ridiculous, self-perpetuating, incestuous scam. Mm. They all they do the research, write these papers. Remember the statistics you've given us on how many of them are ever cited? It's like none of them are ever oh, the, read or cited or anything. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah the actual academics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, all those all, all that research they churn out is for no one. It's intellectual masturbation. It really right. is. Yeah. 
Uh, the first picture of a black hole is in reality five, 50 million years ago. Sorry, 50 million. That's really? Something. Well, yeah, that's... And even if that number is not exactly correct, it's... it's yeah, it was you know, an unthinkable amount of time. 55 million light years away. Well, there you go. So, so what we're seeing of it is how it looked 55 million years ago. Right. Could have changed a lot if you were looking at a at the the planet. It's got that a long face either. tattoo now. Sure, you <laughs> see a picture of yourself five years ago. Things have changed. Yeah. You know, 50 million. Well, I've let myself go. That's what I think. Uh, on a somewhat similar topic, everyone talks about how traveling back in time and doing something small like killing a butterfly can drastically change the present. But no one talks about doing something small today like planting a tree mm. and how that can drastically change the future. Nope. Well, and, and given certain aspects of the present, I think you ought to go back and uh, kill some butterflies or, or I don't know, plant a tree or something. Who, uh, who's to say that, uh, you know, that, that tree changing everything would be a bad thing? Uh, busy as a bee, speaking of bees, is a metaphor for being unflaggingly industrious. But the job of every bee is literally to stop and smell the roses, <laughs> a metaphor for taking a break from work. Yeah, that's true. And finally, this. This is less a shower thought than just an amazing statistic. If half the population of the world died today, we'd still have more people than in the early 70s. That's uh, pretty amazing. That boggles the mind, doesn't it? Yeah, I remember when we hit four billion. It was a big deal, and I was concerned about it as a child. So yeah, yes, uh, yeah, that's something. It's not not anything to worry about yet, but at some point in world history, it will be. Yeah, I think uh, like the population of most beasts, though it'll be self-correcting, probably. Yeah, yeah. What we will do to the Earth between now and that correction, who knows? But uh, let's see. Uh, I'll say that from. Later. <laughs> Tiger is back on top and not on a Perkins waitress, what? writes Natalie. Yeah, we uh, should, it's none of your business. Yeah. We shouldn't all traffic in that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, just you? <laughs> so, Natalie, you and Jack can hang out together and make your disgusting, inappropriate jokes about the poor man who had some down times like all of us. <laughs> Fought his way through. So Thanksgiving 2009. <laughs> yes. He's trying to back out of the driveway. His wife runs out with the golf club and smashes the windshield of his car. Right. He with a head full of Ambien is trying to escape her wrath. And uh, till yesterday. That was quite the period from then to, to yesterday. I'd say. From the depths to the heights. On the Azalea Line fairways. A tradition unlike any other. God, that's a long nine years, man. Ten years. Hello, friends. Amen Corner, the roar of the crowd. Uh, let's see. Uh, hacker Steve, Phoenix Steve says, hey, what's the NG Sports Desk think of the Masters finale? All the intensity of the last minute of the NCAA basketball final for two hours. Tiger stripes have not changed. That was a fabulous tournament. It was an amazing tournament. The if most, you like to watch golf on TV, and the, I do. The most exciting <laughs> golf tournament since the Happy Gilmore program where he got into a fist fight with Bob Barker. Absolutely. <laughs> Certainly. In that top tier. Uh, do we have time for this? Yes, we do. Listen to this. The ongoing conversation about the bum explosion on the left coast of America. Uh, just listen to the episode. I work as loss prevention for a small hunting and fishing store in North Portland. We have a hands-on policy, meaning you stop people who are trying to rip you off for hunting and fishing gear. Probably because a lot of it's really expensive. I was attempting to restrain a crackhead after he'd stolen some stuff and attempted to flee. Him being on crack, he was insanely strong. Hit my head against the concrete three times. Ooh. Bruised my eyelid trying to gouge my eye out. Bit Ooh. my arm, breaking the skin. Ew. After the police took him to the station, I saw the man who beat the S out of me, riding his bike down the road 30 minutes later. 
God, that'd be frustrating. Theft, assault, and battery. 30 minutes later, it hurts to see the DA in Portland and the surrounding area no longer prosecutes crime. I get, I get to see firsthand how the police are irritated not being able to enforce the law. There's a never-ending flow from this bum explosion in Portland. And how long do businesses continue to try to make a go of it before you decide, you know, we got to pick a different town? Well, and families just, you know, trying to raise their kids. And uh, Portland's screaming at 100 miles per hour to become the new Seattle, which is attempting to become the new San Francisco, which is a city that is, in many ways, rotting from the inside. And almost families free. Right, right. Yeah, A lot for that reason. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Here's a nice note from Barry. The bum explosion will be an ongoing conversation on this show until we are off the air as the good and decent people of America are sick and tired being subjected to this crap. Moving along. Uh, Barry's filling out his Arizona taxes, and there are a list of charities you can donate to if you prefer with your refund, and one of them is the I Didn't Pay Enough Fund. Seriously, it's a checkbox on the form. <clears throat> Goes directly to paying down... Excuse me. <clears throat> Ahem. Goes directly to paying down Arizona, uh, Arizona's state deficit. Apparently enough people uh, paid into it last year to pay for one legislator's salary. Wow. How about you spend less? Yeah. Where's that Good checkbox? Lord. Um, Marshall's News and all the news of the day. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. trillion dollars the federal government will take in in federal individual taxes. 3.3 trillion dollars. Ah, should be plenty, you would think. You would think, but they spend significantly more than that. 44% of Americans do not pay any federal individual income taxes. 44% pay zero. So the rest of us the other 56% that are paying the $3.3 trillion. And what percentage of the taxes that various people pay go to the federal government as opposed to your state government and your local government? Well, I've got those numbers. That was just the federal number, but the oh. state is like $1.9 trillion right. for all your states added together. And that's a lot of your government services. Right. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, when you think about the federal government, obviously we've got to have some armed forces and interstate system and a handful of other things that are absolutely legit, but... Why is the vast majority of our tax dollars going to the feds and not where we live? More fascinating statistics like those on the way. (laughs) That will make you just happy to be alive coming up right now on this tax day. It's Marshall Phillips with the news. President Trump says, yes, he is indeed considering sending illegals to sanctuary cities. Early Friday, the word was that the idea had been floated, had been considered, and then abandoned. But later in the day, speaking from the White House, Trump said he is strongly considering the proposal. California certainly is always saying, oh, we want more people. And they want more people in their sanctuary cities. Well, we'll give them more people. We can give them a lot. We can give them an unlimited supply. Trump going on to add, we can give them an unlimited supply. And let's see if they're so happy. They say we have open arms. They're always saying they have open arms. Let's see if they have open arms. I think this, well, one, it's never going to happen. Two, it's awesome. It's freaking awesome. Making all these politicians go, oh, well, wait a second. Well, no, hey, you can't do this. Because they don't actually want all these illegals in their cities. 
difficult to choose my favorite over the weekend, whether it was the Masters or everybody on the political left <clears throat> in incredibly serious tones talking about this this proposal is outrageous. It's disgusting. It's uh, it's racist. It's uh, it's it was hilarious. Oh my God! The Trump, uh, the Trump, the president resorting into some just elite level trolling. I mean, just some really, really good trolling, and and making the point to Americans, particularly those who agree with them or are wishy washy. These people need to take responsibility for the rhetoric. You think it's so wonderful to have millions of illegals in the country or uh, would-be refugees, most of whom are lying. Uh, You think that's so great? You take them. That's the human response. As policy, it's fairly ridiculous. It'll never happen. And he knows that. It is is trolling. I saw Rahm Emanuel, who might be my favorite political pundit on ABC This Week yesterday. He's the current mayor of uh, Chicago, but... He, uh, He's a lame duck, Jack. A lame duck. He said Democrats have got to learn to not swing at every pitch. <laughs> said Trump throws pitches all day, every day, and we swing at every pitch. Some of them are right in the dirt, and we still swing at them. That's well said. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious, though. President Trump saying he is going to be sending more troops to our southern border. And what sparked the stepped-up concern, at least in part reportedly came after Mexico confirmed that hundreds of migrants at the Guatemalan border forced their way into southern Mexico that day, that Friday, in their efforts to reach the U.S. Apparently, they broke the locks on a gate and stormed through as more and more pressure from caravans continues building. So you're looking at that, and all of a sudden now they're kicking their way through fences and uh, gates. Lovely. All instructed by their uh, transporters to lie when they get to the U.S. and say, yeah, I'm afraid for my life. And how's Congress doing? How's how's that coming along, Uh, coming up with a plan to actually deal with this? Any luck? Any uh, progress? No? Okay. South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg is Buttigieg. Awfully hard to say. Is officially Mayor Pete works. I think everybody's right. just going to call him Mayor Pete. Yeah. He's officially entering the 2020 election. The Democratic mayor making the announcement yesterday in front of a huge crowd in his hometown. My name is Pete Buttigieg. They call me Mayor Pete. I am a proud son of South Bend, Indiana, and I am running for president of the United States. Okay. Super. Nice crowd there. Yeah. Uh, those of you who are authoritative, authoritatively telling us on cable news to pronounce it Buddha Judge, you can stop now, all right? It yeah. just came out of his own mush. <laughs> his own mush, which he used to kiss his spouse on stage. Oh, oh my Lord. Which doesn't bother really anybody, but would have been unthinkable 15 years ago. I yeah. mean, just don't even start. 15 years ago. Forget it. Mm. Not a chance. And now it's perfectly okay. Nobody cares. I don't care. Nobody cares. There was a tweet online. I, I can't decide whether to talk about this or not. Now let's let's do it as a hypothetical. Seems like a fine guy to me. All right? I just want to... I got nothing against the guy, except policy-wise, I think he's, he's well, a liar. But um, there are those who know him who have suggested that he may have had a boyfriend or two when he was an adult who were not. It was that kind of mentoring older guy thing that has come up in the context of 
gay male relationships with a handful of people and institutions from Milo Yiannopoulos to the Catholic Church. It seems to, to be a others. thing. It seems to be a thing. But yeah. is, is, uh, what are your, what's your source on this? Well, it was, it was a tweet, but everybody said, are you serious? This is dangerous. It shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, I'm absolutely dead serious about this. Wait, political reporters know this and they're sitting on it. Darn it, that's too bad. Well, I don't know that it's true. If if it's true, that would do that would doom him. He couldn't survive that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think he could get past that. No, I, I don't either. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. And again, listen, I don't usually traffic in rumors because that is clearly a rumor. But the allegation is there. There are actually he had a list of stories that the political press is sitting on because they don't like. Um, they wouldn't like to uh, hurt the chances of Democrats. And that was one of them. The other one was um, <clears throat> Ilhan Omar, the representative, making some strongly uh, anti-gay remarks. This is a gay fellow who's tweeting. Right. Um, as a Muslim, she said some stuff about gays that are not acceptable in today's discourse. And uh, what was the third one? I can't even remember. But uh, but you are saying this is a rumor. You're stating that. Well, you... Or what, not. Does, what does that even mean? <laughs> yes, this is a rumor. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's online. It's it's bouncing around online. Maybe true. Maybe of course, not. I don't ev- know. Everything's <laughs> bouncing around online. I mean, absolutely everything. That is true. <laughs> yes. Yes. What an epic comeback! Tiger Woods winning his first Masters since 2005. Puts it in. He has done it. Tiger is back. Tiger is back on top. Tiger Woods, the 2019 Masters champion. One of the great comeback stories in American sports history. Uh, And Augusta National roars like never before. There are very, very few times that TV is superior to radio. TV is a fad. It will be going away soon. But uh, the the visual of the elation and relief and joy on the stoic tiger's face was just, it was amazing. Uh, He had four serious back surgeries in the last several years. And two years ago, he was at the champion's dinner at uh, the Masters saying he's not sure he'll ever play another round of golf. And so, you know, he's just physical. Plus, his knee had to be rebuilt and the rest of it. And, you know, I never rooted for the guy because I thought he was a jerk. Well, I was going to bring that and, up. And he, he was on the verge of ruining the sport. He was so good. I was going to bring that up the whole, his rise when he was a child, everybody had fell in love with. Then right. everybody hated him for being good and then really hated him for being a bad spouse slash, well, person, for right. being a bad human being. Yeah. <laughs> Consorting with porn stars and waitresses and whatnot. Right. Um, and then uh, then he gets built back up again. Yep. The ups and downs of yeah. people's opinion of you. And if you're oh, Tiger Woods, you'd think, if you're Tiger Woods, you'd think, I've been the same person the whole time. When y'all loved me and didn't know me, when y'all hated me and didn't know me, and now y'all love me, you still don't know me. But I, you just go I, up and down and up and down. I must disagree with you. I don't think that's true at all. He was he was Urkel. He wasn't allowed to date until he was an adult. Um, then he went absolutely nuts and lived a life of pleasure and debauchery. Then he was humbled horribly in every single way. 
and he's he's demonstrably at least in his demeanor a different person now he's much more gracious he's much more humble he's friendly to the other guys on tour there's no doubt he's, he's more doing generous that. in interviews that sort there's of no thing. doubt he's doing that but nobody <clears throat> knew he was the guy he was until uh, she smashed his window who knows what any of these stars are like? No. Well, well yeah, I'll grant you that. Although I was saying he was a Richard the whole time because he was. Mm. But uh, I was texting with my son about that. Oh, we're already running crazy late. More on this later. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I think he's got one more fall in him. I think he's got one more fall in him. Oh. Probably in about five years. Wow, what what sort of shape do you suppose it'll take? I don't know. I think he'll be selling drugs to the other guys on tour. <laughs> some sort of financial thing, maybe. <laughs> maybe some some kid aggressively asks for an autograph and he punches an 11-year-old, something no, like that. No. I'm, pic- I'm picturing financial malfeasance. Mm. About five years. That'll be the, the next arc in the story. Wow, some sort of Ponzi scheme? Exactly. <laughs> Sort of fraudulent real estate deal. He gets everybody selling water purifiers or something. Wow, wow, something to look forward to. Um, <laughs> we got a, damn it. We got a lot of the news of the day, including Sean's uh, Game of Thrones recap at some point. Half the main characters died. I don't know if you heard that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. <laughs> Some more fascinating tax statistics for you on this tax day. I do actually find them fascinating in the way we have structured our tax system versus in the past. And some of you think that's a great thing. Some of you think it's a horrifying thing, how it has changed over the years. I would say uh, judge a process by its results. How's that for a standard, Jack? How do you like that? Result, what result are you looking for? Enormous debt, horrific waste, bloat. Hmm. Is that a result of our tax system that we spend too much? I, I think to a large extent it is, yeah, absolutely. And, and we can talk about that more. So do you have more of them coming or you have some ready? No, that was a tease. That was a tease. Oh, I can barely stand the wait. Because I know everybody's so excited about Game of Thrones. Right. So there I am in, in the shower this morning. I listen to the radio in the shower, taking in the news of the day. And the, the news program I was listening to, and this, you got a picture. Well, don't picture it too much, but you got a picture. Picturing you in the shower? It's right at the, That's what you rinsing, want everybody to picture. the rinsing off period. I want making to rin- sure all the soap's off. All right. Yeah, I can see it. And you're all nude right. in this case? <laughs> no, I'm a never nude, as you know. <laughs> I'm showering in shorts and a tank top. <laughs> Uh, so uh, there I am. So I have at least sixty to nine, sixty seconds left of showering. Then I'm soaking wet, and the radio is all the way across the bathroom, and I got to dry off and everything. And your bathroom is about eight hundred square feet, roughly. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, the, the the east wing of the bathroom that I was in. Uh, but so uh, so they say. Uh, uh, the following. Uh, now, a uh, uh, Joe Jones with the review of last night's Game of Thrones. Warning, there are many spoilers in this report. And I'm like, no! No! Because I had like two minutes before I could get across the bathroom floor. So I literally had my fingers in my ears with the towel going, la, 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 la,
occasionally I have to take a <laughs> breath and I go, ah! And I'd hear, then Jon Snow killed. Ah! La, 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 la. Oh, dang it! Till finally I skidded across the bathroom floor and turned it off. It's my own fault for not being caught up, but uh, according to sixty I was late to the party, according to sixty minutes, they were expecting thirty-three million people to watch it live, let alone all the people that are going to watch during the week. Yeah, yeah, that's huge numbers. It's yeah. the last. The, many, many say this will be the last monocultural TV show. The that's thing that, too that bad, we all watch together wonder, and, and talk about the following day. Well, hey, listen, and if you're not on the uh, the the throne wagon, possibly I've never seen a second of it because of the home box office and the cost of it. I get it. You'll probably watch it someday, uh, and it is not with the kids. By the way, don't be watching it with the kids. It, it, I don't even know what a TV show is anymore. But it is if it is not the best TV show that's ever existed. Then it's you know tied with the other two. Uh, Did you see the feature astounding. on it? Astounding on sixty minutes. Last no, night? I didn't because partly because of spoiler. It was stuff. pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know any of this backstory that the the two guys they'd never done a TV show or produced anything in their lives. That's no. amazing. That is that is absolutely amazing. And the guy who wrote the stuff had turned down so many people because he knew that everybody that he was talking to in Hollywood, and they were throwing gazillions of dollars at him. Who's the writer's name, Sean? Uh, George R. R. Martin. He said that they're all they're all going to like TV. All the TV people were going to cut out all the stuff that makes it what it is: the violence and the sex. He said, or they're going to make a movie that takes a very complicated story and has to simplify it in a way that it'll be ruined. And then it wasn't until these two guys came along. And HBO, they thought he would do it, do it justice. Mm. And then two guys that have never done anything. That's amazing. It is amazing. Just goes to show you, it's not that complicated. You hire a bunch of pros <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway, I want to make sure we have time. Are you ready, Sean? Are you yes. prepared? Are you, okay. No, you don't want to go into the battle ungirded or you end up with your guts spilling what, out. What do we call this? It's Gotta... the Game of Thrones 60-second update. <laughs> Season 8, Episode 1, Winterfell. We had a foursome, we had dragons, and an immolation. This episode had it all. Oh, immolation, yes! Uh, uh, reunions abound as characters who have been separated for several seasons are finally brought back together. Uh, some haven't seen each other since Season 1. Uh, Bran Stark continues to prove he's the least fun person to hang out with on the show now as he is essentially just a Westerosi version of... Uh, of of a wiki, a Wikipedia, Google. He's just kind of <laughs> no, no. This is what happens here. Is this is what happens done? here. Uh, Sir Davos, the Unionite, unknowingly suggests an incest marriage. Will knowing the truth change his mind? Daenerys Targaryen, the mother of dragons, isn't the only one riding dragons anymore. Another is now in that club. And when he finds out what the rest of the show viewers know, which he did in this episode, does that change his game plan going forward? Who will his family loyalties be to now that he knows? The true origin of his family. Are you? Are you? Have you been so? I feel like this has been more than sixty uh, if, if I may interject, I'm oh, pretty, pretty much positive that in uh, last year it was a thirty-six game of thirty-second Game of Thrones update, oh, not a sixty-second. Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, it's always been sixty seconds. <laughs> are you sure? I positive. thought it was thirty. No, no way it was sixty. No way it was sixty. <laughs> Would one of the almost scary? Encyclopedia, you know, chroniclers of the show, please weigh in. So, but what you were saying about, uh, you know, anybody can do that. Obviously, it's it's not true that you got to be, you got to have incredible talent to write, produce all these different. Oh sort of yeah. Things. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but what we have learned through Netflix and all these cable shows 
you know, throwing open the, these their doors to all this new creative talent out there, is there are a hell of a lot of people that could do it. Sure. And and that are really good at it and never got their chance previously. Just the way that, the same with music. Right. There are so many great musicians. It's not just these eight bands that no. the companies have decided you can hear. And there aren't just these writers, actors, whatever that the couple of networks uh would allow you to see on television. There's right. a lot of people out there that given a chance. So you give these two guys their first chance and they make the greatest television show of all time. Right. According to many critics. So Right. Yeah. It's the democratization of talent. Right. There are many, many more pipelines or many, many more paths. It used to be there was one path through the mountain and it was called major labels in, you know, music for instance, and now Would, there are many, many paths. Wouldn't I, uh, I almost would of course, think nobody that, can make any money anymore. These guys are making money. <laughs> I would almost think that like the 50th greatest show now is better than the best show in America was 30 years ago. In terms of just yeah, Arts, sheer cinema talent involved. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, 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 clearly. With maybe a couple of exceptions that were telling very stripped down human stories, you know, because uh-huh. that probably hasn't gotten much better. But uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing time. I wonder if this is the last mind share the whole country talks about its show. I hope not. There's I, certainly I fewer of them. Be. It would. It's so. It's so scattered now. One broke through. Why wouldn't another one? Uh, this one was still existing on the the back of the the HBO Sunday night thing with the the Sopranos, and it, mm. it kind of came to in get it before going. the streaming okay. took over. Right. What do these guys do next? Huh? The Tiger Woods story. <laughs> 27 parts. Any rights? That's none of your business. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.